It's Wellness Wednesday. Wellness Wednesday. Yeah. On the front page. Front page. Radio Free. Yeah. 102.3. KJLH. That's right, it's Radio Free, 102.3 KJLH, Wellness Wednesday, on the front page, Avi Bernard and Cameron Green filling in for Dominique DePrima, and it's the 4th of July, mm-hmm. one of the biggest eating days of the year, <laughs> Wow! and who better to bring in than, than a guy with a lot of letters after his name, it's Dr. <laughs> Fareed Zarif, PhD, uh, he's a director of uh, nutrition, he has doctorates in clinical and holistic human nutrition, naturopathy, masters in sports medicine, and public health. Over 150 published articles consisting of clinical and holistic treatments, integrative medicine, bariatric medicine, gastroenterology, weight loss, fitness, and public health. Dr. Fareed Zarif, welcome to the front page. Welcome back to the front page. Oh, thank you, guys. Always great to be here. Always great to be here. I know we're we're going to hit on some things that's stepping on some toes today. <laughs> Yeah. Going to give some people some second thoughts about their plans this afternoon, right? Exactly. Exactly. So it's the 4th of July, and, you know, where do we start? I mean, it's <laughs> I always have a, a debate in my mind about whether this is a bigger eating day or Thanksgiving. You know, what's... Right. Uh, this is one of the two or three days of the year where people do the most harm to themselves with right. what they eat. Right. Yeah. It, it's, you know, like in nutrition, when it comes down to nutrition, it, it's, I always separate it into a bio, psycho, and social problem. It's a challenge because, you know, uh, uh, biochemically speaking that, you know, most people can eat anything and sometimes there is, it affects one person, uh, it makes them heavy, you know, fat, overweight. Another person can eat the same thing and nothing happens to the person, you know, and it's like, uh, they're like, you know, you so you get all this subjectivity and that's why you have so many so-called experts that'll talk about things and all these different opinions and and mm-hmm. it's uh, like nutrition is turned in this kind of like a belief instead of like an unambiguous science mm-hmm. this is what happens and then you have the psycho part you have people that are just addicted uh, the part of the brain called the uh, striatum that that uh, we become addicted to food just like we do crack right it's, it's you know it's the same Sugar. yeah so when you talk to people about you know food that nobody can tell me what to do this is my body you know I run, I run this, but um, unfortunately, it affects us all. And then, of course, you have that last thing socially, and that's what makes. That's really, I think, uh, the greatest part about food is that it makes the coming together of people just so much fun. You have food. Food makes us feel good. It's delicious. It helps to enhance, you know, uh, uh, the social gathering. So it has its place. It's just that we've just abused it so so bad. So. How how do we get around that on a day like today when it's right. a day of social gathering mm-hmm. around people that we don't often see a lot of times mm-hmm. we're around in big parties big barbecues and there's all this reunions. food around right. reunions all this food around that we don't normally get to eat so how do we how do we keep with uh, being social and having a good time would not overdo it yeah well I think it's about um, 
you know, first of all, remembering the reason you got together, you know, that's the share and that's the fellowship, uh, not to let the the food take priority over getting together. And that's what usually happens. People get these heels uh, set on their plates and they'll eat all this and they can't really, you know, uh, they hold a good conversation and then it's like, you know, lights out. It's time to go to sleep. Uh, some of the things you can do is just keep in mind there's things like the allison and garlic. You have citrulline and watermelon. You have lycopene and tomatoes. You have uh, uh, trace minerals and potatoes. You have, you know, all of these nature's garden, nature's pharmacy. There's a lot of good stuff in the food that we eat, whether it's soul food or not. But we shouldn't eat slave food and that's the the pork the the wow. pigs the you know like even the cattle all this uh and even the meat with no feet and that's like the fish you know <laughs> so you know when we have all of this 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 food we've been taught and lied to and and tricked and everything else that you can imagine when it comes to food because it is a form of dope it is a form of drugs and although we don't look at bread as a form of dope or pastries as a form of dope or you know all the different types of sodas and all that drinks uh, mm -hmm. as a form of dope but it is you know and we abuse it and what has happened is put us in a epidemic now obesity epidemic and it's not really the fault of the people it's just like oh, what are they feeding us constantly you know before you go to bed your subconscious is vulnerable so all the burgers Sugar. and yeah. you know everything mm -hmm. you can imagine you wake up in the morning you got a Jones for whatever you went to bed with mm -hmm. so and the children they get up with the sugary cereals every morning you know I, I need the cereal you can have a see a child can see the golden arches and just go berserk you know right so we've been just psyched out and we just really need to step it up as far as making better choices for better health and making better choices for better health what is nutrition how can we start to even begin to um, understand what that is to begin to get on the path of eating well Excellent question. It's the if you remember, the closer you are to nature, the closer you are to health. The farther you get away from nature, the closer you get to disease and illness. So, getting away from nature is all the medications, eating all the the fast food. Fast food is perfect for emergencies, like when there's nothing else to eat on the planet. A burger and fries and a shake. That's a cool thing to do. Because because there's nothing else. But what has happened, people have selected these uh, fast food meals as a kickshaw, as a daily way of right. eating. That's often our first choice. Yes, uh, Not our exactly. first choice in here, but I mean, as people, that's often our first choice instead of a last resort. That is, that's yeah. correct. And when you tell them that, man, a burger every day, are you crazy? Mm -hmm. You know, they look at you, no, like, you're crazy, man. This is my food. I get my burger every day. I get my coffee. I get whatever it, their Jones is. And, and then we suffer the consequences of those those decisions. So, so Dr. Zarif, your latest book is called What Should I Eat and When Should, Should I Eat, eat it? it? Yes, yes, that's that's the book. That's the nutrition Bible. Uh, and it really tells you about, it's not all just about 
you know, what you should eat. Like people say, what, you know, um, um, that's the, I'll back up a little bit. That question or the title of my book is the question that I'm asked more than anything in my field. What should um, I eat and when should, when I, should I, eat I eat it? Well, what about the person that says, I just don't have time. I'm working. I have to pick up the kids. I have to go to the office. I get off late. What do you say to that person? One word, preparation. Preparation is the key. Uh, we do have time to prepare the food, but we have other priorities, things that out-prioritize that time. You know, it's like, it, you know, just like, you know, we're together now early in the morning on the radio station. You know, most people wouldn't have the time to do that unless they had to come and do it. You know, you can make the time. It's all about priority. And when it comes to your health, that should be number one because there's no amount of money, there's no amount of possessions, there's no amount of uh, uh, anything that you can get, all this stuff that you can actually enjoy to its optimum level if you're not healthy. And you're so right. I've actually been clean eating for about a month now Mm -hmm. um, and completely changed my eating habits and am on a journey um, to completely um, healthy eating. And you're right. It takes preparation. and another you know aspect that folks say well it's too expensive it's blah 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 i look at it in the same way to your point there's no amount of money that you can place on your health and it is budgeting it is budgeting to make sure you're eating healthy but it's also visiting and frequenting your your farmers markets where you can get fresh produce at a cheaper rate um it's just planning you're right we have to be smarter Mm -hmm. about planning and taking the time to put the proper nutrition in our body because there is no amount of money it's about that's That's right. right it's about decision making once you make the decision to do something you will find a way to do it right. once you make a decision not to do something it's not going to happen and it exactly. becomes easier when you make that decision right right because you're going to do it at all costs right and right. once you make health and wellness a priority yes then it's going to happen for you and i just think that too many people are are focused on other things not preparing like you said dr zarif yes. preparation is a key word sometimes yes. you have mm-hmm. to to make stuff in advance and it, it does take work it is difficult but it beats the feeling of of feeling sluggish sluggish and feeling <laughs> guilty right. after you stop somewhere after a long day at work and eating something that you shouldn't have eaten rather than just taking an extra 10 or 15 minutes to to pack something up and put it in your in your bag or put it in your car and just bring it with you have yeah. it with you mm-hmm. that way when you want it it's right there you don't have to worry about well i don't know what's going to be there i don't know what i'm going to be able to eat you never know what's going to be available where you're at that's, that's right. right that's right because then then you're vulnerable to impulsivity it's like oh there it is I, i'll go there i'll yep. do this i'll do that you know so yeah you, you're right on it or someone asks you oh oh let's go to lunch here let's go to lunch at uh let's go to uh, taco bell yeah. You know, and, and there's a basket robins right by there. Let's stop it. You know, yeah. you know what? I already brought my lunch with me. It's okay. You go, go ahead and do that. Go get your lunch. Yeah, I'm you gonna go, eat my lunch. Yeah, I'm, gonna eat, I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat these. Uh, this fresh chicken breast and, and vegetables and fruit I brought. And that. And some of the best stuff to eat is the easiest stuff to make. You can make. Yeah. Uh, four or five days worth of chicken breasts mm-hmm. and have them for, for like that four or five days have them in the fridge just bring it with you before you go to work or before you go to school or whatever and it just makes things so much easier and that stuff just compounds day after day the more you do that 
it makes you better and better. Now, in your yeah. book, what are some of the things that you talk about in your book? I talk about the the, uh, the perfect times to eat. Like, what should you eat for breakfast, for instance? The first thing and when you wake up, and that would be water. You know, this is when we wake up and we're we've already broken down foods that night, so mm-hmm. we still have in us the toxicity level is higher. So water to neutralize that, and water also stimulates a bowel movement. Mm-hmm. So as you you start off with a clean slate, pure, fresh water. And uh, along with that, one to two servings of fruit, fresh, raw fruit. Not, you know, hash browns and, uh, you know, the fried eggs and toast and cereal. All of that stuff is so backward. And if you're eating, still eating bacon and eggs and all that stuff, wake up. That is not the thing to put in your body to start your day right. off. Fresh, raw, something that is alive with enzymes that would give you life. You cannot get life from dead foods. So the largest meal should not be at the end of the day. It should be in the middle of the day. Eat in the middle of the day your largest meal consisting of your protein. If you still eating animal protein, animal protein along with vegetables, fresh raw vegetables. And you can have a baked and a steamed vegetable also with that. The last meal of the day should be small. And the smallest meal should consist of your whole grains. Whole grains have tryptophan uh, in them. Tryptophan is converted to serotonin. Serotonin helps you to get to sleep and not eat those hot cereals at the beginning of the day. That's what makes you irritable and it makes you sleepy prematurely. So, you know, it's a science. We we are human alive beings. So before we when we wake up, we're in the alpha state. And just before we go to sleep, we're in the alpha state. So when we're like in this beta state, like, you know, as we go on in the day, that's when our brain waves are popping. I mean, they're moving. Our heart rate is higher. So it's the best time to eat uh, the largest meal. It's the the rhythm diet makes more sense than any diet. And I'm not saying just because I discovered it, but what is it, what is that? The the rhythm yes. diet is the diet in my book um, that that we're talking about now. Uh, it's uh, the diet that I discovered that is according to our body clock called the circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. So when we eat according to our circadian rhythm, instead of this impulsivity, like we were talking about earlier, there's Taco Bell or whatever, you know. We we need to make uh, responsible choices and eat responsibly because if we don't, right now, today, over 1,000 people die every day because of obesity. And I'm saying daily. Do wow. you, at the end of every year, in our epidemic state right now with obesity, 365,000 people die because of obesity. Obesity can be prevented. This isn't congenital. It's not It's something that we're born with. This is something we can prevent. But because we're addicted to all the hoopla, including the flavor scientists, you know, you can get a doctor in flavor now. You know, I mean, you can be doctor <laughs> wow. flavor, you know. So flavor, flavor. <laughs> you know, it's like... 
it's crazy that uh, people like, for instance, uh, a McDonald's burger doesn't taste like a Whopper. A Whopper doesn't taste like an In-N-Out burger. How do you, how do you know? By burger. the way, how do you know if you're not supposed huh? to be eating that stuff? How well, you know? I know flavor. <laughs> I, I know that they do that. As a matter of fact, that is their flavor in their burgers actually is in two in tubes. You can just taste them. They're right in tubes, and they pay millions of dollars for these flavors to be made, and that's why that's what makes the difference. Other than that, <clears throat> everybody would go to the same uh, restaurant or the same fast food joint. We are taking your phone calls, 520-5554-520-KJLH from any area code. If you have questions for Dr. Zarif, he can answer them in regards to your health and wellness, your nutrition, 4th of July eating, 4th That's of right. July, what not to be eating. And Dr. Zarif, you talked about eating uh, fruit in the morning and also drinking a lot of water. Yes. Of course, uh, one of our front page regulars, Coach E, uh, says that you should drink half your body weight in ounces every day, and you should sit that water rather than guzzle it because if you guzzle it, it goes right to your stomach where you'll where you'll urinate it out. Right. Rather than if you sip it, it goes into your bloodstream where it circulates. Other than when you first wake up in the morning, when you can have you know like 16 to 20 ounces, it'll go into your colon and you'll it'll help Flush. help with the bowel movement, mm-hmm. like you said. Yes. So in addition to that. As far as eating the fruit, what's a good protein source for the morning since you said eggs and bacon are are not the way to go? Yeah, protein. uh, There's a wonderful um, plant uh, called Moringa. Moringa is a plant that has all eight essential amino acids in it. Excellent. You can also make drinks with spirulina. Spirulina also has the eight essential amino acids in them. Um, there are also, for those people that <clears throat> there's tofu or uh, the bean curd from soy. Now, some people say, well, uh, you know, uh, they've heard, all, you know, all the stories about, uh, well, not soy because of this and that. Again, eating too much of it, uh, right. but uh, too much, too much of anything. Thing. I don't care how good it is, but uh, eating it in a moderate sense is good for you. Uh, edanami beans, another excellent mm-hmm. choice. So you have some ways to make um, a different drinks. You have different things that you can make in salads uh, uh, to eat in place of the meat, uh, the in place of the traditional uh, breakfast. What about egg whites? I'm a big yeah, fan of egg, egg whites. Egg white I love egg whites. Me too. I yeah. mean, I know, well, from what I know, the egg white has all of the protein uh, and none of the fat or cholesterol of the egg. So what do you think about egg whites in the morning or in general? Well, you know, if that's where you are, because it's really like about, it's not a revolution, it's an evolution. So if that's where you are, if you're eating egg whites, I used to be there too. And and then I evolved to a next step, step by step. And you probably come to a point too that you're like, okay, all right, I'm, I can move to next step or whatever that is for you. But eggs, egg whites are perfect if you compare that with the whole egg or or if you compare that with, um, uh, like, you have fertile eggs uh, uh, compared to uh, uh, the eggs that you have the EPA and the DHA uh, injected in them, uh, which are healthier eggs. You know, you have other eggs with omega-3s in them. So, yeah, I, I think that um, uh, the egg white compared to just a 
regular commercial whole egg, yeah, that's a that's a good choice for you. Can you talk to the parents? I know that behavior is learned, mm-hmm. and we have to make smart choices to pass them down to generations. Mm-hmm. And being being healthy starts with you, but it trickles down to your children. Yes. Can you talk to the parents about the importance of their nutrition, making sure that they're not only taking care of themselves, but they're also um, teaching their children good eating habits? I mean, you're developing good eating habits in your home. Talk to them a little bit about what's most important to make sure their child is getting the best nutrition. Maybe something they can do in the morning if they're on the go that's quick but healthy as well. Oh, that's excellent. You know, there used to be a great, one of my favorite commercials that, that was snatched out. They used to have this commercial with the little children. They say, Mommy, can I have some diabetes? And the other wow. child would say, Mommy, can I have a heart attack? Mommy, can I have a stroke? And when, they're, when they're asking that, they're holding up something that's bad for them, right? That's they're holding, right. They're holding wow. up like a candy bar or something. Yes, right. exactly. So it, it's uh, you can do uh, uh, things that are very helpful with your children. Uh, with children, you have to win them off. So add uh, fruit little by little in their cereal and then start increasing the fruit and pulling back the cereal. Mm. Uh, if you want to change like your almond milk, your coconut milk, your brown rice milk, those type, even hemp milk, you can uh, uh, start to uh, saturate or to mix the the animal milk and then start pulling back on that milk. Wean them, just strip it down little by little until your child gets acclimated to the new of those plant milks or plant juices um, because children just don't take to it like us. Right. You can't just bam, take it out. Right. And then and then talk to them about that. You know, uh, talk to them about sickness. You know, uh, when you go to a hospital, take them to a hospital so they can actually understand this is a person that's debilitated or they can't move, they're handicapped by whatever disease and so forth. Uh, the children's uh, hospital, you know, the cancer and burn centers. You know, once they have that type of field trip, you'll get a different look at uh, the responsibility of what they're putting in their body. Well, we're talking about a lot of things that some people may not be familiar with, like moringa and spirulina, as well as some things that people are familiar with, like soy, but are not quite ready to do yet. Yeah. So let's talk about a day like today, Fourth of July. People are going to barbecues. Yeah. People are going to gatherings. There's going to be all kind of junk and <laughs> and stuff that tastes excellent Take and that we love to eat, but that we should. <laughs> be eaten. So what are a couple adjustments we can make on a day like today as far as things we can bring to the barbecue or choices we can make when we're at a barbecue that has stuff like that? Okay. Like, like maybe, I mean, that are better than the worst. Maybe not the best, yeah. but are better than the worst. Like instead of a hamburger, a turkey burger, or is it something like that? Some sure. kind of minor adjustments you can make at a barbecue today. Excellent. Um, you know, look first of all to the fruit and the vegetables. That's what you want to look at. You know, if you get like the vegetable potato. tray. They got vegetable tray and dip at most of them. You get yeah, exactly. first, right? Easy yeah. on the dip. Easy on the dip. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that, that makes everything looks per, look pretty. And uh, I do see people, go, you know, getting the carrots and all that. So you were saying the uh, uh, realistic alternatives. Instead of, I challenge everyone not to eat dairy products and not to eat uh, uh, the meat. Okay? It really cut back on the meat. I know people want the rib and they're used to the sauce slinging and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But see if you can cut back. If a person has some fish there, choose the fish. If they have chicken over beef, choose the, the chicken. Lean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you do have some choices. You know, right. stay away from hot dogs and, you know, any of those types of lunch meats and that kind of stuff. You know, it's uh, uh, when people put the, the hot dogs on the grill or the shrimps and all that stuff, stay away from 
that stuff, you know, uh, as much as you can. If you have to, surround it with as many vegetables as you can. Right. You know, people would say, well, I'm going to eat my ribs. No, nobody <laughs> eat I'm going to eat this ribs. potato salad. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know what <laughs> he talking about. Like, we're going to yeah. eat that extra however many pounds Yeah. On. Yeah, and the heart rate, we still die faster, especially black men. African-American men die faster than any culture in the United wow. States. We're still number one and have been for the last 100 years. Cardio infarction is no joke. Mm. Right. The only thing that kills us faster than cardio infarction is abortion. Wow. And I wasn't saying that what you the things you were bringing up weren't realistic. I was just saying that mm-hmm. on a day like today, that oh, yeah. people are going to be at a place where they may not have access to those things. So what choices can they make? So yes. just so I'm clear, the worst thing you can do are things like pork and beef, right? Like hot dogs, yeah. ribs. Exactly. Right. I, I think I think I'm glad that you really you you brought that up because that's absolutely. I love to talk about the solution because people are going to partake. They're going to go to the beach right. and all that. And we really thank you for listening this morning because mm-hmm. we know you could be you know just uh, getting your charcoal in the car right now and, and not even paying <laughs> attention. But uh, we appreciate you being here. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Have alternatives if you know that you you know like if you're going to eat meat, don't. Pop on the whole rib, you know, the whole slab. <laughs> the whole just rack. give me yeah. one. Yeah, just, you know, go ahead and, and break it down if, you, if you're if going to eat that. If you're going to eat, like, uh, the things that you're used to eating, just cut back on them and right. increase on your vegetables. Moderation, on baby. Your, um, your fruit. Yeah. yeah. So we are taking your calls. We got, uh, you mentioned choosing fish uh, in, in, yeah. in, instead of, like, pork or beef or something like that. But we have a, a caller who has a question about okay. fish. So let's go to Arthur. In L.A., morning, Arthur, Arthur, you are on the front page with Dr. Zarif. Good morning. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, front page family. Uh, uh, turn your radio down for me, Arthur. Turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. Arthur, turn your radio down for me. Arthur, Arthur, can you hear me? Arthur. and the chicken intake, because I heard you say something uh, about the fish with no legs, uh, you know, the meat with no legs. And I was meat with no feet. What is the better choice between the fish or the chicken? Okay, uh, Arthur, I think you need to turn your radio off because it's uh, it's uh, actually feedback. Right, right. Okay, uh, can you hear me now, sir? Yeah, he, he can hear you. He got okay, you. Uh, uh, just repeat your question so everybody can hear because there was a lot of distortion there. Arthur. Yeah. Did you hear what Doctor Drew said? He asked you to repeat <laughs> your question. Yeah. Um, what is the uh, better choice between the uh, meat with no feet? That was the. Uh, <laughs> The fish. Yes. And then I was trying to find out uh, what uh, avenues or what advantages do we have uh, in eating the fish than over the chicken? Well, um, um, you know, it's almost like kind of like a progression. You know, if you the the most difficult to break down would be cattle. And then after that, there would be the birds. And then after that, there would be the fish. There is all animal meat, but when it comes to what is most difficult, meat uh, from uh, the goat and the cow and sheep and deer, the bear, sheep? you know, antelope, you know. Sheep, really? <laughs> yeah, people eat sheep. sheep. Do people eat bear? You mentioned bear. Yes, people eat, people eat sheep, but they call it lamb. They you eat know? bear. People eat bear. Yeah, yes. People do eat bear. Yes. Where, where is yeah. it? I just, where is saw, this? I just saw a special. On that. Where do you, I want to know where you saw that? Um, uh, well, it's probably National. Yeah. It's, it's either National Geographic or they have the Food Channel now. Yeah. And they have like the the oddest, the oddest foods that people eat. So they yeah. eat dog everything. 
you can imagine. How did that start? I mean, I wonder how that started. You know what? I'm going to go get some bear. Survival? Yeah, well, and that's that's the point, too, uh, my brother. That's when you talk about the the fish and the meat and all of that stuff. First of all, to answer your question, choose the wild. If you can get wild tilapia, if you can get wild salmon, uh, those fish are um, better as far as the taste, as far as the health concern. And usually they come from the colder regions of uh, uh, our continent. And uh, the warmer fish usually come from more polluted bodies so choose the fish that are wild all right what fish let me ask you real quick what fish do you recommend because you know we can we can go get all kind of fish at, at our markets but what are the leaner fishes that we should be um eating? i think you know like you have orange roughy uh that is very lean mm-hmm. um tilapia uh-huh. Tilapia is, is very good. Those real thin, thin uh, like white fish, you know, uh, that's very thin. Okay. Uh, but um, w- unfortunately, everything is so uh, messed up when it comes to the waters, you know, with all the pollution from all the different oil spills right. and all the other, uh, you know, different toxic dumps and, and those kinds of things. So we've really done uh, a lot of harm to our environment, and that's why you have these incredible incredible um, associations that come together, you know, save our oceans, save the whales, save everything, because mm-hmm. some people be, when it comes to money, it's like, and I don't get that because it affects the same people right. that are being irresponsible. So, yeah, that's why, uh, you know, tuna, for instance, San Pedro is, uh, the has more tuna coming through San Pedro than any anywhere else in, in our nation. And if you've been out the Venice Beach, you see the condition of yes. those waters. Yes. So, you know. Yep. Yeah, well, we're you, talking to Dr. Mm-hmm. Fareed Zarif, PhD, as doctorates in clinical and holistic human nutrition and naturopathy. Nat- naturopathy. I always have a hard time. Naturopathy. Naturopathy. There naturopathy. you go. And then uh, um, we're talking about nutrition on 4th of July and in general, taking your phone calls, 520-5554, 520-KJLH. And we have Ayabo. Am I saying your name right, sir? Ayabo from Mid-City, LA. Good morning. Top of the morning. Oh, ma'am, I'm sorry. Yes. Good morning. You're on the front page. Is it is it Ayabo? Iyabo. 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 Very pretty. So, what's your I don't question? Know what you about um, water, particularly Brita water, and the quality of, of Brita water. The quality of Brita water, Brita like oh, the, water. Oh, the um, the filter, uh, the, the filter. Well, you know, you you it filters the the municipal source coming through your your um, your your house. Uh, it's, it is a um, a good. The water has been cleaned before you get to it, and then it's cleaned again. Uh, sometimes those filters don't remove some of the toxic uh, um, in the the toxicity in the uh, like especially the chemicals so you just have to read up they have uh, great comparisons with all the filters available on the internet you can just do water filter comparisons search that and then all of the water filters they'll give you a good uh, uh, quantifying uh, result from each one of those but if you are doing that as opposed to just um, drinking straight from the faucet that's a better choice than just drinking tap water does that answer your question Yabo? Are you still there? Iabo, can you hear me? She's just listening. All right. Maybe she's gone. (laughs) Thank you for your call. Thank you for your call. We're taking your calls. 520-5554. Sabira from Inglewood. You are on the front page. Good morning. Sabira, hello. 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 Hello.
Yes, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, one ask doctor, how, what does he think of the all-day type uh, energy green powder uh, uh, dietary supplements? Uh, I think uh, it's great. They're supposed to help with, you know, of course, energy, but they contain, you know, 38 minerals, vitamins, spirulina, the whole corella, and all of it. Uh, how helpful is that? Well, again, you know, moderation. It has to be put in. Pick up my book. You know, go to drsarif.com and read about the rhythm diet and where you should eat and why you should eat it. Uh, that can be put right uh, after you awaken between your first six hours of getting up. Between your first six hours of getting up, you can actually use that. But all throughout the day or where it is, um, if, if you're going for very long hours throughout the day and not eating, yeah, that could be uh, detrimental. So you want to use something that you can eat throughout the day and keep in balance. Don't do something that, that you overdo and you that's all that you do. All Variety. Right. Thank you, Sabira. Appreciate that question. We got RK from the IE, the Indian Valley. RK, you're live on the front page. Good morning, brother. RK. Oh, good morning, brother Ivy. What's up, man? Sister. And, uh, good morning. And brother nutritionist. Uh, I, I have a question, brother. Um, what actually is slave food? And then I have some comments. Okay. Well, slave... I, go. I'm having trouble hearing. You having trouble hearing uh, the doctor? Can, yes. How about now? Is that better? All right. I can hear you clearly, Ivy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, your question was about what is slave food? Yeah, I can't hardly hear him. Can you hear me now? How about now? How's that better? Slave food, yeah, slave food. Right, okay. okay, slave food. When it comes to slave food, slave food are those foods that we continue to eat that we don't need to eat today. There are foods that we had to eat when we didn't have any choice. Mm -hmm. Whatever those foods are, we ate scraps then uh, because we didn't have a choice. Today, we have better choices, and those choices that uh, uh, we're choosing today are still uh, the same choices that we ate when we are in survival mode. Okay. Can I, can I comment, brother? Yes, sir. Okay. Here's where I kind of disagree with you. All right. Um, my grandmother died here about five years ago or so, my, um, my father's mother. She was 108 years old. Okay. When I was a kid, we used to go to Mississippi to, uh, to visit, you know, uh, her and my mother's uh, uh, father who lived actually in a better situation, okay, on the farm. And when we would go there, you know, she lived in a one of them shacks, basically. You know, we used a hot house and all that type of stuff. They had no electricity, but she could burn better than any chef out there now. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. My grand, her mother died at 99, okay? They grew up on a plantation during the Jim Crow era. Uh, my grandma, like I said, died here about at 108. Now, they ate all this stuff you're talking about. And here's, here's the deal. What's happening now is that 99% of you know, brother, I can't tell you anything you don't know already. 99% of, of the food, especially meat, is, is factory farm, right? Okay. Is what what you say, Zachy Farm? Factory Farm. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Chicken, you know, all the chemicals in the chicken, arsenic and everything else, which, you know, which is basically a, a buzzard anyway, because they'll eat, they'll eat human waste if you put it out there. All right. And so that's why all <laughs> well, the, 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 the chickens have all the chemicals in it, and, and, you know, not just to make them grow with the steroids and whatnot, but, you know... So they don't just die out there, you know, yeah, because the they're, they're eating it. And, and, and so what I'm saying is, 
uh, it's the stuff, food is processed to the point now, that's what's killing us, you know, because we have like 290 and, 3, and 300,000 brothers and sisters that die on average every year out of 2 million people that die in this country every year. And, and let me say this, brother. All right, all right, okay, we, we got to get some other callers, okay, man. Go ahead and wrap it up. Back in 92, I want brothers and sisters to understand this. Back in 92, ABC did an investigative report on Food Line, a grocery store. What they were doing with the meat, all right, they were taking old chicken, coating it with barbecue sauce, and doing it with fish, you know, what they put in them meat cases out front. They were bleaching the ham in the back, you know, when it was starting to turn green, okay, and serving all this kind of stuff to people. And about six years ago, in the L.A. Times, in the business section, they were debating whether or not to use a pesticide where you had to wear a hazmat suit right out here in California. Okay. Oh, all right, okay. Let me... Let me get in here just a little bit because she's bringing up a lot of stuff. And I appreciate your intensity, your passion for, uh, uh, you know, talking about uh, eating better and also uh, your, your study uh, being very astute with the, you know, nutritional science. Very important. As far as your family, that's a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm really happy to hear it. I've heard the story a million times. But there's a thing called genetics, genes. Before we even got here in the country, our average... Uh, um, span for living was much longer than we live in the United States, period. So a lot of those genes, it continued because we're from Africa. So uh, many of our parents still have lived a long time. It doesn't necessarily mean that they live uh, in a healthy way, but they were alive. Uh, you have a lot of people today that are still over 100 years old. Uh, these people that are over 100, many of them, uh, they aren't healthy people, but they are alive. And you're absolutely correct. Well, let me just also go back. You do have people that are alive and they're older and they're getting healthier because more people are being awakened to uh, the nature's pharmacy. And that's a very small amount of people. But it's not just the food. It is. It has a lot to do with genetics. Like, I don't care if you don't have a six-pack in your genes, you're not going to get a six-pack. You might have a two-pack or uh, I'm talking <laughs> about your abs now. So, <laughs> guys that look at, you know, like these different shows, PX90 and all that, and I'm going to get a six-pack. If it's not in your genes, your muscles won't form that way. I thought we all had a six-pack under there somewhere. Yeah, so you can look at, you know what you can do when you uh, look at some of the pros, you'll see that even the people that make money off of having uh, chiseled bodies, some of them have four-packs, some of them it's have not a quite re- spray tan. Yeah. Right. Everybody's different because right. we are, you know, each individual different, and and that's just the way that the human nature is. But All I also right. feel well like said. he, I also feel like he answered his own question. I mean, my grandmother's one hundred years old; she's mm-hmm. still alive and kicking. Yes, but. She grew up on a farm. I mean, the food is very different. Yes. It doesn't matter whether they ate, you know, whatever, slave food, what have you. They're also walking miles to mm-hmm. places. They also yeah. didn't have Stay carbon. Active. Yeah, they also didn't have the carbon monoxide in the cars. They, I mean, the food wasn't tainted. It was fresh off the land. Whatever mm-hmm. you harvested is what you took right into the kitchen. So we're dealing with a very different scenario. We have to pay attention to what we're eating. We are getting our food from a store where someone has either genetically engineered it or, like you said, in the back mm-hmm. or, like, 
like he said in the back, you know, they're restoring it with chemicals. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, therein lies the difference. We can't, (laughs) you're fooling yourself if you think you can eat biscuits and gravy every day of your life. You're clogging your arteries. You just are. I mean, we're getting in our cars and driving hours to our jobs. We're not walking to our jobs where you're burning off. With stress. Exactly. With stress, which builds cortisol. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that are very different, and that is why we have to be cognizant today versus our grandmothers who lived, you know, off of the land. All right. right. Let's go to Eric in Inglewood. Eric, you are live on the front page with Dr. Zarif. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. What's your question? Uh, I just wanted to ask, uh, I was wondering about the doctors, but I mean, with everything at the grocery store, just how you were saying, how it's genetically altered and everything, so if that deprives from the nutrients and the, you know, and the minerals that we're supposed to get, because that, I believe that they genetically alter the vegetables and um, fruits too, so I'm wondering how would I go about that, or how should I, you know, what can I do to... To make better choices. Uh, way to go about that. Well, you have, you know, one thing we have uh, right here we in our own community, uh, we have Simply Wholesome. And Simply Wholesome has some really wonderful people over there. Go and see my brother Tabidi over there. He'll he'll give you some, some direction. Uh, listen to Front Page on Wednesday, Wellness Wednesdays. Um, we can give you, there's a lot of information coming through this wonderful station, thanks to Stevie Wonder. And um, uh, you can also pick up my book, my book, What Should I Eat and When Should I Eat It? Go on drzarif.com and, and, and that is, that's why I wrote the book, not just to push it to make some extra money, but I want you to get better. And Farmer's Markets. You yes. can go to Farmer's Markets, organic uh, choices and, and better choices than the commercial choices. Thanks, Eric. You mentioned uh, drzarif.com. How do we spell Dr. Zarif? D like in David, R like in Robert, Z like in Zebra. A-R-I-F like in Frank. All right. And uh, real quickly, Talib wanted us to, we're almost out of time, wanted you to touch on cloned meat. Cloned meat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, clone just means that it's not real. It's a copy of something. So, you know, any type of clone meat, meat by itself, if it's not cloned, uncloned, any type of meat isn't the best choices because meat is a survival food. We're the only country that continues to kill stuff on the full stomach. It just, I mean, it's, it's crazy to go up, bam, you know, and it's like we do it for sport. Uh, so I, I would challenge everybody just to think higher on that. Uh, but uh, clone meat, definitely thumbs down. We're so we're so sad that we're almost out of time. It's almost 6 o'clock, almost time to pass the mic to Steve Harvey. Dr. Zarif, before we get out of here, uh, what would you leave us with on the 4th of July, and how can we stay in touch with you? Well, you know, remember that nutrition is not a revolution. Don't be too hard on yourself, but remember little steps at a time. If you, How do you consume an entire elephant? One bite at a time. That's one of my favorite sayings. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, take it little at a time. If you're overweight, you're underweight, you know, you got other issues, just take it little at a time. And remember, the closer you are to nature, the, the, uh, the closer you are to health, and when you start living just off of the medicine. 
medications, the farther you get away from being healthy. Um, you can check me out or leave a message for me or ask me a question at yournutritionadvisor.com. That's yournutritionadvisor.com. Uh, go to drzarif.com. I have a lot of wonderful things there. Great information. And uh, you can get in contact with me at 310-926-5115. That's 310-926-5115. All right. And Cameron. Yes. What would you, I mean, it's always a pleasure hosting with you. Thank you. And again, Saturday, 4 to 8. Saturday, 4 to 8. The Radio Free Top 23, of course. And uh, every Sunday for Spread the Word. And I'll be uh, joining the Steve Harvey, Best of Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're going to stay here. You're going to be here all morning. You're going to be here here all day. Yes. Dr. Zareef, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I'm Avi Bernard. I'll be back tonight at 7 o'clock all the way up until midnight playing playing some jams, (laughs) keeping you company on this 4th of July evening. As you go on your way about your day, we like to end our day with the affirmation. Uh, on this Wellness Wednesday, this one's from Jan LeVanzant. So many of us invest a fortune making ourselves look good to the world, yet on the inside we're falling apart. I'm investing time in something that matters. Invest time on the inside. That's right. Happy Fourth of July. Until next time, Radio Free Family, be well. One love. Radio Free KJLA. KJLH, Compton, Los Angeles, Long Beach, and Inglewood. Putting the bill with 102 days of summer heat.